Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third edition of the State of the Division podcast, AL West edition. My name is T. Wright. I'll be your co-host. I'm here with Kendall McKee. Hopefully you know us by now. And we are here to talk about still this very young season, 2022 season, but some interesting activity this week for sure in the standings. And so as is custom, we will go through the standings and kind of look at the differences of where they were last recording versus now. We'll name an MVP for the week, an LVP for the week. We'll talk power rankings. We'll talk injury news and notes. And we'll even give you a little not card buying advice, um, as we like to say. So we're excited about this week. Lots to talk about. Let's get going. We'll start again by talking about the standings, which find my pick, the LA Angels on top, 15 and nine. As we record, we're recording on Tuesday. Um, 15 and nine, the Angels sit atop and are have the, the widest lead of this early season, two and a half game lead on Seattle, followed by Houston. Both Seattle and Houston are at 12 and 11, Oakland at 10 and 13, and then Texas uh, trailing at eight and 14. So we saw three, though, two teams have pretty decent weeks, right? LA went five and two since the last time we recorded. Houston did the same. Seattle went the opposite direction, went two and five this week. Oakland went one and five and Texas two and four. So some movement there for sure. Anything about the standings before? I know we're going to do power rankings later where you get into it. Anything about the standings review that you want to point out, Kendall? Uh, I, you know, this might have, I didn't exactly do the math on this um, or like look up but it just felt like a really short week. Like it felt like there was just not that many games across the board. Um, And I wonder if, I mean, I know we had a short slate yesterday, but I wonder if, you know, there just were less games this week across the MLB Um, because it just felt like not as much happened, even though there's some really key developments in terms of how the league is running. And we'll talk about that in just a second, but I just felt like there wasn't as much that happened this week. So last time that we recorded, Seattle was in first at 10 and six. The Angels were at 10 and seven. Oakland, Houston, Texas, uh, nine, nine and eight, seven and nine, six and 10. Houston jumps Oakland. Um, Texas stays at the se- in the cellar. L.A. and Seattle flip. And so, but L.A. has been hot. So they're, they are had a great week up to 15 and nine. And that's going to lead directly into the MVP for this week. And how could it not be Taylor Ward? Taylor Ward is on Great a choice. massive heater. Um, slash line for this week, 440, 481, 880 with a 299 WRC plus. Driven in eight, scored seven, hit two home runs, has an ISO of 440. The guy is on a tear. So he's hit safely in every game from recording to recording or recording cycle. So last time I recorded and he's hit safely in 14 of the 16 games he's played in this year. So he is um, has come out really, really hot. And now with Adele being sent down, which happened today, correct? Adele's down. It was in in response to the roster movement of the last couple of days, but yeah. So this kind of opens up even more opportunity for Ward and Marsh and those guys to really shine. Ward has had a pretty decent year last year, but is again, he's just on a total another level this year. I would love to see him kind of carry this throughout the year and have this complete breakout, incredible year. 
but this his performance, if it's sustaining, if or if it can be sustained, might be that extra bump in talent that the Angels need to go ahead and lock this thing up, win this division in the next couple months. So I chose Taylor Ward as my MVP for the week. Honorable mention, though, I had to mention our guy, our my guy, Kyle Tucker, maybe because I just have so much invested in old Kyle. <laughs> but the guy had an incredible couple of days, 524, 508, 10 with his slash line. Few less ABs than Ward, not as many runs scored, but still had seven RBI, two stolen bases, a home run. He's looking at the guy that we thought that he was going to look like, an impressive eight-game hitting streak. We're certainly, at least I know I am, pulling for him to – continue in a major way so Kyle Tucker I give a little shout out honorable mention but the guys had a a pretty fantastic week so it's good to see him turn it around as for pitching I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise here I'm going to give it to Dane Dunning how about that I know you like that um but respects there wasn't a whole lot going on like you said it was it seemed like it like there was no pitcher in the west that had more than one start so you're looking at a couple different guys that had some pretty similar starts, but Dane did it against the reigning, uh, reigning champs. Uh, two, um, so he had, uh, I think he went seven and two thirds, struck out seven. No, yeah, struck out seven, only allowed one earned run. And, you know, finally, if you look at his first couple starts, he seems like he's finally getting stretched out. He can go a little bit longer. So no walks in the outing. A solid performance from Dane. So that was good for the Rangers. Do it against the Braves as well. The least valuable pitcher I'm going to give to Eugenio Suarez. The guy had one hit <laughs> this week and about 25 at-bats. He reached base three times. He struck out 11 times. A really, really rough week after a pretty decent – I'm just so glad it's not Mitch Garber. Yeah. <laughs> Suarez, had a, Suarez had a pretty decent start to the year. I think he hit in the first ele- – like the first 11 of the first 13 games – and then just fell off a cliff, but that's going to happen. So, um, but he needs to turn it around and so does Seattle. They're kind of on a little bit of a skid here. So hopefully that doesn't persist too long, but least valuable player, Mr. Suarez, congratulations. If you're listening, which we know you are, uh, I can't, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it, but I just know that I, I can sympathize with it because I had many weeks where I was one for 25. So Right there with you, buddy. Least valuable pitcher pitching. I'm gonna go with Oakland staff. <laughs> or I mean, we did Houston staff last time, but they had a couple guys that got roughed up pretty bad. Uh, Dalton Jeffries gave up six earned runs in five innings, and then Frankie Montas pretty much did the same thing. Dalton was against uh, Tampa Bay, Montas against Cleveland, which Oakland got swept by Cleveland this past weekend. So those guys uh, did not have very good outings and uh, it hurt Oakland and they had a pretty rough week this week. So I'm going to give their entire staff the least valuable player. So that's a look at the standings. It's a look at MVP and LVP. Any comments on my selections? <clears throat> no, uh, I think uh, Oakland is, I, and I'll talk about them in just a second, but it's a wreck over there, man. Yeah. And that's what so, we were expecting. You know, we, we all kind of got a little excited at what we saw at the beginning, but honestly, where, where were that again? They have uh, 10 wins so far this season. I didn't even expect it to be this good. I was thinking 10 wins through like June, <laughs> not really, but 
mean, they might have 10 wins through June. Like, you never know. Like, you can go on a terrible streak from here. Yeah, so Oakland is rough. But I'm going to turn it over to you. You do the uh, updates for the rosters, injuries, news, notes, any things you want to point out there, then into your power rankings. Yeah, sure. So last week I kind of broke it down team by team um, in terms of looking at the injuries slash roster moves that potentially happen. But um, so there's a caveat here, like there hasn't been a super whole lot that has happened, but there's been a massive event that has happened this week. And that is the rosters have been cut down from that um, 28 that the MLB agreed to that every club would start with 28 active players on their team um, to start the season for the month of April. Well, as soon as that clock turned over to May, um, that went down to 26. Um, so it went from 28 to 26. So every team lost two active uh, start or two active players on their roster at the major league level. So what, a lot of teams didn't play yesterday, like what we said. So a lot of those um, things, like for instance, Joe Adele, um, is happening today. Um, so the notable ones that kind of have been sent down, like Allen got sent down from the athletics and stuff like that. But like, that's not notable. Like you probably don't even know who Allen is to be fair, but um, like Joe Adele is probably the biggest move of the week. Um, maybe, I mean, outside of Robinson Cano, it's definitely the most like news oriented send down um, because Joe Adele was, I mean, he's thought to be that third outfielder before the the additions of Marsh and and uh, Taylor Ward. I mean, Taylor Ward was a third baseman, and I actually think, I think if I'm thinking of the right guy, I mean, if I'm thinking of the right guy a couple of years ago, I think he came up as a catcher. Like I think he came up as a catcher, ended up going to third. Now he's in left, you know. So it's like he's just trying to get him further from the plate. <laughs> I don't know what that says about his defensive abilities. You're just wanting to get him further away. But, um, you know, he, he's definitely earning a spot with his bat. Yeah, I could say um, more offensive abilities than defensive, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's what you often find is if a guy's bat is making him eligible, he's going to find a place to play. And, I mean, think about an outfield that has, you know, the, the possibilities of Trout, uh, Ward, Marsh, Adele, and Shohei, you know, like if you had to put him out there and I'm, and there's other guys on that team, like this is why they made some significant roster moves in the off season um, that were frowned upon. So um, anyway, so uh, Joe Adele is the biggest roster move going down. Willie Calhoun also went down as well for the, uh, the Rangers. He is a situation as well where he was a kind of defensive list and they just, they wanted him to be in the roster but his bat just five seasons into Texas. Um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is not because it's Texas related, but because of how it's happening. Um, he's actually asked for a trade request. That's not very common in, in baseball, but like through reading articles that, um, that they've put out, the Rangers media team has put out, he, they've, every single person that I've read that's close to the club um, has said, like Evan Grant specifically, has said like he's said it respectfully. Like he went about it and saying like, I'm 27, I'm not 22 anymore. I need to find a place. Um, and so actually I wrote an article about it yesterday, but my top spot that he can end up this off or this season in a trade destination, if he goes down to AAA and rakes 
is Oakland. I think he would fit really well there. Um, it's a guy, I mean, they have the kind of the equity of time to kind of let some guys move around like that. I think they, they move on from some of their aging contracts like pretty early in the season and kind of get some, you know, some experimental stuff going on. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so I could see that potentially being a cool little thing for the ALS. Um, the Mariners are still struggling with some COVID stuff. Um, they're still like those guys are on and off uh, of COVID. Um, the Astros actually chose to uh, bolster their bullpen with the two arms instead of their bench, which a lot of teams didn't do. Um, so that, that just like some end of the roster guys got moved down. Um, and I believe that covers yeah. what you say. No, that's really their weak spot, right? I mean, that's yeah. They need to do that. So I mean, the Astros for a team that could be so good, their bullpen is a, is a struggling element of what they're doing. And I'm I would imagine they make some, like I would imagine they make a big move um, for a decent bullpen piece sure. uh, at some point. But so those that's roster news and injuries and stuff like that um, haven't really been super prevalent this week. But the thing I wanted to focus on the most was that roster cut down from 28 to 26 that we all knew was, well, maybe we all didn't know, but we knew that was going to happen. And it was just interesting to see how each team played that out because some teams cut guys that you knew they were going to cut all along, like Allen and all that. But then like Joe Adele goes down here. It's like, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. It's crazy for the card world, card world as well. Um, I know we were kind of expecting Joe to have a good year. So that's, that's interesting stuff. How but about I'm completely okay with Ward having a great year and Marsh, you know, like. Sure. Yeah. I, I honestly think from a, now, this is not where this podcast is always going, but like from a card perspective, there's way more X return in buying those two guys than buying Adele, you know, like Adele's floor was already pretty high. So absolutely. Um, there's a lot of from an investment standpoint was number two prospect in the angel system. So yeah, he, he, his profit margin was pretty much baked into his price. You weren't, you weren't going to see a lot of return unless he exploded, which he didn't. So, all right. Power, power rankings wise. Let's, let's see what you got. So last week I had angel Seattle A's Texas and Astros because Astros had a really bad week last week. Yeah. Um, they, they had a negative 12 run differential this week. Um, I, I don't like that they're moving around so much right now, but I think because of the early season, it allows it for that. But actually, I still have the Angels at number one. Mike Trout is fully Mike Trout T. Like, this is the guy that is going to put the MLB on his back and take it all the way home. You know, like, this guy is a stud. Absolutely. And for them just to be able to have those role players step in, it's exactly what you said at the beginning of the season when we, when we predicted, uh, you know, our um, – our winners you said that those guys were going to step in you also thought Adele was going to step in but you know there's other guys that have stepped up and made that team what it is and I'm excited to watch it um, I honestly didn't see Ward doing this like, <laughs> yeah Ward, Ward and Adele maybe crossed up like or switched out so but hey that happens gonna... every year in every sport you have a guy like in those those teams you have one guy rise to the top that is maybe that that piece that went from like a, a C level piece to a B level piece, but that was such a big addition yeah. to an already great roster. Yeah. So, but anyway, so angels, number one, I have Houston number two. So they've gone all the way from the bottom to number two, Jeremy Pena has been killing it this week. Um, he's, I, I, I mean, I 
I have money on Julio Rodriguez winning the, uh, the rookie of the year, but I do not see how Jeremy Pena doesn't have a very serious chance if he's healthy all year. Yeah, sure. um, and then we have, after that, I have Seattle at number three, which also Julio had a great week. He hit his first home run. There was like this really cool scene. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but like the kids that caught his home yeah. run ball, he invited them into the tunnel. And then like he had, like they did like a swap and you could just tell Julio was like so excited about the moment. Like he wasn't just like a trivial thing. Like he was pumped to be there. And I, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was um, cool. um, and then right after that, I have Texas actually, which Texas doesn't necessarily deserve a fourth spot, but I think because of they kind of, they were competitive at least in that Braves series, really pushed it to the top. I think Simeon having a three home run in a row, like three days in a row with, with a Jack when he was kind of struggling to start the season was a really big for the Rangers roster. Mitch Garver kind of crawling out of the desert. Um, and then I know this, he only had one at bat, but I, my boy Sam Huff got in at bat and he drove in a run. And it was great. Um, but I could talk about the Rangers all day. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to immediately move on to Oakland at five. And the reason I have them in there is because they've kind of earned it by getting swept by the Cleveland Guardians. Not that the Guardians are bad, but I think, you know, the showing that I saw the Rangers put up against the Braves was more of an eye test type, more competitive team than you look at what happened with the A's in, in, in Cleveland. Um, and, I, and I think that's what kind of – don't get me wrong. These are both very bad teams still. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Rangers are actually uh, underplaying still. Like, I think, honestly, I think the A's are overplaying still. And I think the Ra or the Rangers are underplaying still. I think there's a, there's a A division in this team, in this league that has, you know, those, the, the Seattle, uh, uh, Anna, or not Anaheim, <laughs> Los Angeles and, um, and Houston. But then there's like that that B level group that's Texas. And then there's an F level group that's Oakland. And I think we're seeing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. I think that's fair. I think that those are, those are solid power rankings that we'll start to see these things solidify and there won't be a whole lot of movement in probably a month or so, except for maybe at the top switching out two of the teams. I, I don't know if I think LA again, I, I'm a believer in LA. I think they're poised to, to be up there the whole year. I, I still think, especially what I've seen so far, I think they're going to win this thing, which but we are a mile away from the end of it, but still, I, I just love what I see. Um, but anyway, nothing's better than some superlatives and some like absolute oh, yeah. in, in the first month, you know, first month. Yeah. So Anyway, we'll keep tallies of, of who wins our MVPs and LVPs. We can look back at the year and kind of see who won the most. Yeah, that's a great point. It'll be fun. So those are the power rankings. We'll move really quickly into the cards we're going to buy again. We do another show with Just Baseball called Cardboard Consultants. So it's almost impossible for us to get together and not talk about cards. So who are you buying? <laughs> we literally did it earlier today. Who are you buying this week? Um, so I, so well, Bowman 22 in general, I'm buying, uh, or, or trying to, to buy right now, but, um, I've really liked it specifically from the AL West. I'm trying to find, um, uh, Jonathan Classe's, uh, Bowman first, uh, uh, Bowman first Chrome. 
Sure. I don't. I can't really afford his Bowman Chrome Auto right now, but uh, I'm looking for Class A. Uh, he's a guy in the in the Mariner system that I believe could be pretty outstanding. Um, but at the same time, in that same news set, Dustin Harris from the uh, the Texas Rangers has an auto in it for the first time, and he's a guy that is in the top ten first base product or prospects in uh, in baseball. Awesome. I was going to say Bowman 2022 as well. That the hobbies released tomorrow. If you're into breaking, find us on Twitter, wildcards underscore LLC. We will have breaks galore moving forward. The the AL West kind of class in that product is not super strong. I was going to go ahead and suggest Max Muncy. I went to go and... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good prospect. one. I went to go look for his Bowman for Chrome first auto on eBay. One is already sold yesterday or, or two days ago for $180. Do not buy that. Wait. My goodness, do not so buy should it. I sell my Max Muncy out of 250? I, you probably should. Now's the time. You will, this is the highest the prices will ever be. Not will ever be, but will be for a while. So anyway, but Max Muncy is an interesting prospect, a guy that I would I would be hunting if you could get a, a cheap A's break spot. Uh, the, they aren't as as expensive as the White Sox and the Rays and um, the Reds and all those other teams. So maybe target them because if you pull a Max, you're going to get your money back. So. Anyway, Max Muncy, Jonathan Classe, the Mariners guy. So those are two, two guys you should be looking at and thinking about card-wise. But that'll end it for us this week. State of Division, AL West edition, uh, number three, episode three. My name's T. Wright. This is Kendall McKee. We enjoyed it. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>